we can prioritize our health and focus on macronutrients for self-care. Welcome to Reps and Redemption, a podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and build strength from the inside out. Hey there, mama. I know you long to find the joy in all the things homemaking and motherhood while showing your kids that you don't have to give up on yourself, your goals, or your desired quiet time with Jesus just to be a good mom. I'm your host, Ashley Harvey, former college athlete, wife, homeschooling, faith-filled homemaker, mom of four, nutrition and strength training coach. If you're ready to take control of your health, lose fat, build muscle and faith, you're in the right place. Grab that iced coffee and let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I am going to be talking today lightly about and kind of in bulk because macronutrients is a huge topic There is a lot of moving parts, but just to help us understand how we can prioritize our health and focus on macronutrients for self-care. And I think one of the reasons, too, that I really want to talk about this and kind of just give you a brief overview of what it is to kind of understand what you're eating is, one, I am... And I have been tracking specifically my protein intake. And, you know, as we age, we tend to not really think about protein and we kind of get the bare bones of, of protein intake. And it's actually essential for our health. And so are carbs and fats. So I wanted to talk about this in the essence of self-care since I'm focusing on self-care for the month of May. If you haven't listened to the last episode, please go ahead and do so. These are evergreen, so you can listen to these at any time throughout the year. I'm just trying to pick some sort of related theme to stay a little, I guess, streamlined and to help my brain think and stay on topic throughout each month and each show I record, which would which is only four episodes. So I'm doing four focused episodes on self-care for stay-at-home moms and us homemakers. And I hope that you can glean some information from here and maybe start to understand macronutrients as a tool. And it is a tool to help us reach the potential and our goals that we want to for our physical fitness to, you know, for body composition, just for energy in general, which is super important (laughs) in all the roles and, you know, plates that we have spinning all day long. So without further ado, (laughs) we're going to talk about macronutrients. So these are carbohydrates, fat, and a protein. So the bulk of all the food that we consume, or well, the bulk the bulk of the food we consume is from macronutrients. So this is pretty important. Macronutrients influence our ability to digest food, absorb nutrients, and produce hormones. They impact our immune function, our cell structure, our metabolic function, and macronutrients are different than micronutrients. Micro refers to our vitamins and minerals, which are also important and will be coming up in another episode, so stay tuned on that. But macronutrients directly supply energy to our bodies. And 
we consume these in larger quantities. So I'm going to highlight, you know, carbohydrates and fat and protein and just kind of give you an overview of what I have learned and what I've been learning in my nutrition course over the course of my lifespan and just really diving into health and nutrition. But digestion of carbohydrates, if you do not know, begins in our mouth because our saliva contains a digestive enzyme called amylase. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I've, <laughs> I read it correctly, I think, in my head. But this helps us break apart polysaccharides into smaller chains so they can be delivered to our bloodstream. So I've never been one to, you know, really get into the whole mindful eating movement, but I kind of think it has its place because if we eat slowly and chew well and savor our food, all of that enhances carb digestion, which we need to start as soon as it's in our mouth. And if we're eating super fast or in a rush, it's not going to benefit us. So eating slowly, mindfully, chewing well, and savoring our food, because amylase only accounts for 20% of our carb digestion, and the remainder occurs in the small intestine. So a lot of the pieces when it comes to carb digestion, pro fats, and protein, there is so much more that goes to it. So like I said, I'm just going to highlight a few things that I've been learning that I think that you might find interesting that can help you understand macronutrients more and really focus on getting your caloric intake through macronutrients and focusing on high quality foods. Carbohydrate needs will differ based on a few things. So how big or small someone is, how much lean body mass they have, and how much fat they have, which are not the same thing, how active they are, the duration of workouts, frequency of exercises, and intensity, how old they are, intake of other macronutrients, our genetics, what foods we like to eat, and what foods we can tolerate, and our overall goals. So that is one of the things to keep in mind is my carbohydrate intake is going to look different than yours. And I think once we really figure out what is working for our body, for example, my husband notices that he does not do well with medium to high carbs. He, he just doesn't. He feels tired. He feels exhausted, even if they're the cleaner version of carbohydrates, which is what I'm talking about. And he decides to do a lower carb protocol. So that is how he finds energy and what works for him. I actually do great on about 200 carbs, 200 grams of carbohydrates per day, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, and I feel fine. <laughs> but 130 grams of glucose is needed for our brain every day. They, it doesn't need to come from carbohydrates and just the digestion process breaks down the carbohydrates into glucose. So just to kind of backtrack a little bit is why I said glucose, but it can come from di from dietary fat or protein through glucogenesis or ketosis. As long as 
enough of these macronutrients are consumed. So this is why as a coach, when I meet with somebody or when I begin to meet with clients, I meet with them as individuals because there's no standard template, like the example I gave you with my husband and I. For example, I wouldn't suggest an older woman who is mostly sedentary to eat the same 225 grams of carbohydrates as a young athletic woman who has competed in athletic events or even not athletic events. Maybe she goes to the gym every day and she's got a couple kids that she's chasing around. I'm not, they're not going to be one and the same. It won't be the same intake for the two of them. So no matter the amount of carbohydrates a client requires, one thing will remain the same. Minimally processed carbohydrates from whole food based sources will be what I recommend and what I also practice in my life. So for example, fruits, root vegetables, whole grains, beans, legumes. It's best to consume slower digesting, higher fiber. Sometimes fast digesting, lower fiber carbs can be helpful, particularly like if you're, you know, out doing a 10K or, you know, a race or something and you need a quick fill up, quick fuel. You'll see people eating dried fruit, things like that. Um, Or people looking to gain some weight. It's also used, like I said, you know, quick energy replenishments for high level activity. I actually thought about this um, for when I start labor. So we'll see (laughs) for quick energy replenishments. Maybe I'll try some dried fruit or something like that. I've done something that needs to be digested really quickly. Um, And, you know, it doesn't have to continue in my stomach. So I'll try that and I'll see how that goes. Um, Because this carbohydrates enter the stomach and the bloodstream faster than protein and fat. So that would be better for me to eat. For example, when labor begins, it would be better because I'm not stuffed on protein or fat or just, you know, wondering like, okay, am I going to get sick here? It'll just be a better choice for me in that process when that process starts. So one other thing I can say to sum up carbohydrates is they're not all created equal. So, you know, we want to keep in mind, of course, minimally processed carbohydrates. And processed is, that's short bursts of energy. Like, we're, we're not going to feel great for very long. So we want to consider maybe, you know, fruits, beans, legumes, starchy veggies, whole grains. All of these can aid in our performance, energy, mental function, without contributing to weight gain if we are understanding our intake and really paying attention, which I think I need to do another episode on that because this can, I can just keep going on carbs, but I want to talk about fats next. So just keep in mind, um, eat slowly (laughs) and whole minimally processed, zero processed carbohydrates if possible. And not all carbs are created the same and you can still build muscle and lose fat And, you know, work on your body composition while eating carbohydrates. (laughs) So next is fats. So there's saturated fat and unsaturated fat. So saturated fat simply means that the entire carbon chain is saturated with carbon atoms. It's usually at room temperature, like so coconut oil, butter, etc. Unsaturated fat is like vegetable oils. And those have like the mono term or the polo term. And omega-3 and 6 fatty acids are examples of polyunsaturated fat. So like nuts and seafood. 
The digestion of fat takes a lot longer than carbohydrates to exit the stomach and enter the bloodstream. But fat also has its place in our macronutrient hierarchy. If we have minimal processed fats, this actually lowers the cholesterol in our body. So I'm not sure if you knew this, but fat is actually the main energy source for kids under 14 years old. That kind of blew my mind and it makes me kind of focus a little bit more on healthy, no processed fats for my kiddos. And it's actually number two for adults. Fat actually helps our brain and our nervous system. So we can definitely include a wide variety of minimally processed fats and we can actually edit a little bit differently when you're thinking about processed fats or minimally processed or whole foods. When it comes to fat, of course, the fat content of let's say a Chick-fil-A number one meal it's going to be a lot different than adding an avocado to your salad or some organic raw cheese. So think about that when you are, you know, wanting to add quality over the quantity of something. And then also when you do track or if you decide to start tracking, even just to see what your day looks like, it is truly eye-opening to discover how much fat is in the standard American diet. If I return back to the digestion of fat, there's two stages that I forgot to mention. There's bile emulsification and then digestion. So bile is an acid and it emulsifies fat because oil and water don't mix. So what this means is that it breaks down the fat droplets so that the surface area of the fat increases and then lipase breaks down fats into glycerol and fatty acid. Lipoproteins are particles made of protein and fats and they carry our cholesterol through our bloodstream to our cells. And there's two main groups. I'm sure you've heard of them before. There is HDL, that's high density lipoprotein or good cholesterol and LDL, low-density lipoprotein, or bad cholesterol. Again, minimally processed foods, fat foods in particular, actually lower the cholesterol in our body. And we do want some cholesterol for our sex hormones and cortisol, and we want to make sure we're getting that from quality fat sources. Last but not least, I am going to cover a few notes that I've made in learning and researching for, about protein. And I think I maybe even bit off a little bit more than I could chew because I'm trying to break down each macronutrient within five minutes and I don't think that's working, but we'll try it with protein and then maybe do a longer episode. I know I've had episodes on protein intake before earlier on in the show. And I I think this is one of the most overlooked macronutrients, especially as a homemaker, stay-at-home mom, because we don't really think about the amount of protein we should actually be eating. Protein takes longer to digest, and we can't store protein like we can with carbs and fats, which means we are always breaking down and building up. This is one of the macronutrients that is also essential to our nutrition. So one of the questions I have asked in the past and one that I've been asked recently is how can I consume more protein? Well, this also depends on your preferences, your body type, and your need. So we want a wide variety of protein. As a nutrition coach, I will recommend a wide variety of protein sources based on your specific preferences. And then I would want to know 
what are you eating throughout the day? What kind of animal proteins are you open to trying or eating? But there are some protein superstars. So after I were to ask, you know, what is your preference? What do you like to eat? Here are some superstars that cannot be overlooked. Lean meat, poultry, fish, seafood, eggs, Greek yogurt, whey. One of the questions that I've been asked over the last few years is, how much protein do I actually need? And I've asked this a couple times too, and I've tweaked it and tracked again, and I've played around with it. And the truth is, it actually depends. It depends on a lot of factors. For the average sedentary adult, the recommendation is 0.08 grams for an average sedentary adult. This is bare minimum. So what that looks like, for example, is 55 grams for somebody who is 150 pounds. This is bare bones. <laughs> a very, very small amount of protein. Now, an athlete is at 1.2 to 1.7 grams their protein intake would be a lot more. I like to keep mine around one or 1.2. If we were to sum up the <laughs> macronutrient episode, it's just to kind of show you that when it comes to self-care, taking care of our bodies and starting to prioritize our health, we really need to look at our nutrition. A lot of things do matter when it comes to self-care, but I already assume that you shower daily and... <laughs> These little things shouldn't count. What I wanted to do this month was really focus and hone in on nutrition and health and how we can focus on getting our bodies to peak performance and really where we want to be. We know we can do it. We want to go there. We just need a little push along the way or someone to show us like, hey, this worked for me, maybe you should try it or try something similar. That is what I'm here for. So if we were to have a consult, which by the way is completely free to you, we would discuss five important things to get started in the goal of prioritizing your health. Here is what I would ask you. Number one, how much food are you eating? And I want, I would want to know, and I would look at it and I would, you know, assess, is this the right amount of food for your goals? How are you eating? Do you eat fast? Do you eat slow? Um, what kind of food are you eating and why are you eating? One of those reasons can be, you know, misaligned, especially if it doesn't line up with our goals. And, you know, are you eating because you're hungry or because you're emotionally stressed? And then number five, are, are you doing this consistently? Is it something that you're consistent with? Are these the habits that you've built and you need to change some? And obviously, if we're chatting, there's some things that you would want to change. I hope this episode has encouraged you to really take a look at your carbohydrates, your fats, and your proteins, and maybe start just looking at it from a different angle. There's different ways you can start tracking. There's a lot of free apps out there. Feel free to message me. I'll tell you which ones I use. Maybe I'll do an episode on the one I just discovered today, which I'm not going to share yet until I figure it out and... <laughs> I really want to make sure it's better than the last one that I was using to track. And then also something that's really a lot simpler than that is the plate method. So that would portion out your carbs, your proteins, and your fats. So that would be a really good tool to use. Let me try to remember, pregnant brain, that I have a graph that I can put in the show notes so you can see the plate method, um, what it looks like if you were to cut your plate up in the quadrants that it needs to be to see how to just even look at your macronutrients. But I hope that you really consider your macronutrients uh, starting now and really start looking at food as fuel and how it can 
aid in your goals, your fitness goals, your overall health as a homemaker, as a stay-at-home mom, as someone who really wants to start prioritizing her health and not look back. This is something that macros and macronutrients is it's just a tool to align your nutrition with the goals you want to set for your own body composition, for your own personal performance, and what kind of example you want to set in your home for your family and your future. If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you would leave a podcast review on your listening app of choice. Remember, the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or health condition. Remember, be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.